Art House Roadshow, a podcast on film, faith, and mental health, with your hosts Kyle Myers and Hank Spalding. You're listening to an Art House Roadshow movie review. And welcome back, movie nerds, to another episode of the Art House Roadshow. Uh, today's episode is a movie review. Uh, I promised this uh, with the release of Moon Knight, our final review of that. Um, we are covering today Doctor Strange. Um, I am by myself today, but I will be sure to grab um, Kyle's opinion on this uh, on the next episode of the Art House Roadshow, where we will cover um, Beasts of No Nation. You can look for um, some more stuff from Kyle and I um, everywhere all at once, and Northman are things that are kind of on our um, horizons, things we want to talk about, make sure we get covered. But those will be more movie reviews unless art house roadshow treatments i know that recently we've covered a lot more big blockbuster things um uh, but we do want to make sure that people are aware that our main episodic um program will cover more of the art house road uh sorry more of the art house style films um but there's been a lot of stuff out that we've been trying to experiment with and just see what an art house approach to um maybe pop more popular movies might do for us um so uh, please uh, let us know um, if this is something you'd like to see more or less of in the comments below. But either way, today is a movie review of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, a big Marvel film that is uh, just released in theaters. Um, before we jump in, um, just a quick reminder, if you want to help the podcast show your support, please uh, drop a review of uh, the, the uh, podcast uh, wherever you listen to us, and be that on Apple Podcast or Podbean or Spotify. Um, we're on all those platforms, so feel free to pick us out there. A reminder of what's on the horizon is uh, Star Wars is on Sunday. We'll be back with uh, uh, Luke uh, to cover the prequels and then also do a quick run through of the trailer that just dropped on May the 4th. Um, so that's what you can look for ahead. Uh, in addition to that, like I said, Kyle and I'll be back with some movie reviews, but also um, uh, We'll be doing Beast of No Nation, which we've been talking about for a while um, here in the last few weeks of May. So without further ado, let's let's dive into this, this movie. This will be kind of quick. Um, just to clarify, this will be a spoiler-free review. And what I mean by spoiler-free is that I will not cover anything that is not illustrated or showcased in the main trailers. And so the teaser trailer, the one that came at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home, but then also... Um, the final trailer and official trailers, um, which did have some things in it that let you know what was in the movie. Um, and so if you haven't watched any of those, then this is not uh, the review for you. Um, I won't spoil anything beyond that. Really won't even talk about some of the cameos that are in those trailers. So um, you don't need to worry about like me spoiling any of those kind of things, um, especially if you've already watched the trailer. Um, but I won't, um, I won't dwell on them too long because I don't want to, uh, 
potentially go into that. But I just watched it today, got an early screening around four o'clock. Um, I was really jealous of the people that got days in advance screening. And so um, I didn't, I wasn't managed, I wasn't able to manage that, but I didn't get to see it today. But I will say just kind of on the front end, I did like it. I think that it's a, it's a good film. Um, some of it is paint by numbers, Marvel, but the most of it is pretty ambitious. It's very different kind of thing that Marvel has done. It's a very horror-centric kind of film. Uh, so uh, if this is if you don't like horror movies, um, this may not be the film for you. Um, also, if you have little kids um, uh, that are easily spooked and scared, this is probably not the film for you either. Uh, there's a lot of gore in this film. Um, a lot of pretty horrific deaths in this film and some just very frightening images. And so if you've got small kids who are easily scared, I would not um, take them to this. But like I said, it's something that I really liked. Marvel has an ability for whatever reason to constantly reinvent themselves. And so the um, years ago, I remember hearing Kevin Feige talk about how their approach after the first phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe really changed because all of those movies you could describe as like superhero genre movies, which um, if you're wondering what those are, they're basically were patented or like a set in stone kind of pattern of films after the second Spider-Man movie, which is kind of a, um, uh, I mean, you could say that there's this kind of conflicted, um, imperfect, um, person who has greatness thrust upon him and um, has to kind of overcome some optics obstacles to fight evil ultimately win the day that's kind of the main storyline so if you look at um, Iron Man um, Incredible Hulk Iron Man 2 Thor Captain America that is basically the line of thought that runs through all of those things it isn't until you get to phase um, two and specifically Captain America um, the Winter Soldier, that you actually see a shift in the approach that Marvel is doing, which is to say that, okay, we're going to have these movies featuring superheroes, but we're going to actually do something different with them. They're going to be not like superhero genre films, but like, um, you know, uh, so for example, in Civil War, or not Civil War, in um, Winter Soldier, we're going to have a political thriller that happens to, to feature a superhero. Um, you know, you've got the heist films with, Adam, you know, the Ant-Man and the Wasp. You've got science fiction with Guardians of the Galaxy, so on and so forth. Um, this movie is kind of an expanding of that into a new kind of genre, um, which is horror. And so they brought in Sam Raimi, um, who was very famous for the Spider-Man films, but still a um, very good horror director. And so that was a very interesting term for them. And I think the horror element of this is really good. Um, I think the strength of this film is the the horror element and kind of how it gets very dark. Um, and like I said, I won't explain how that is. Next week, I will drop a spoiler-heavy review, and I'll get into a little bit of, like, uh, the dark elements of this, but I won't ruin that for you. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm here for the, the, the horror stuff. Um, but I'm interested to see kind of um, what y'all's thoughts are on that uh, when you watch it. If you don't like horror, this may not be the, the film for you, like I said. Um, so uh, let's, let's dig in a little bit. I, again, I'm not going to um, give any spoilers here, but um, this is something that's very different. 
Um, so there are some paint by numbers elements of kind of heroes overcoming difficulties to, uh, to face really difficult challenges and things like that. Um, but I think the larger themes are here is like, what does it mean to be evil? Right. Marvel kind of is, can be hit or miss in terms of its, uh, villains, whether or not those are, um, like ones that you can relate to or ones that have complex motives. And so for example, Thanos is kind of like held as like one of the great villains of all time in the Marvel cinematic universe, Loki as well. It's because you can kind of rationalize at this moment, Killmonger and even, um, Adrian Toomes, um, with uh spider-man but um of course now um if you've uh watched morbius you know that that's a very interesting um, thing to consider what's going to happen with the future of tombs and i have no idea um i have no idea what sony's trying to do with spider-man and so i just hope that poor tom holland doesn't get caught in the crossfire uh but speaking of like um about sony uh it's interesting because Doctor Strange was in Spider-Man No Way Home. And so Sony kind of had some creative input into Doctor Strange. The Doctor Strange that's in the Multiverse of Madness feels very different than the one that was in Spider-Man No Way Home. A little bit less clumsy, a little bit more sure of himself, and a little bit more powerful. Um, And I think that's just because um, the Spider-Man kind of No Way Home um, crew, even though Kevin Feige was there and and a lot of the Marvel people were there. I think that it's still dominated by some Sony ideas um, and some Sony problems. Um, but, you know, the themes of kind of evil and, and you know, what does it mean um, to have control over stuff is pretty, um, pretty crazy um, in this film. Like, those are the kind of main spiritual themes, too. Um, but there's a whole lot of ambition here, too. I think that um, one of the things that Marvel needs to do and has been doing, I think, pretty well uh, throughout not only um, the movies, but also in terms of the um, uh, the shows is growing kind of an audience of people uh, or growing certain characters that themselves are kind of two dimensional. So obviously, like we've we've journeyed with we had journeyed with Iron Man to quite a degree to get to the point of his his death and endgame. Um, but um the uh the problem is is that um uh that took such a long time and now those those people are moving out and a lot of other people are seem to be leaving the universe as well and so i talked about this with the moon knight thing it i think it would be helpful for them to start developing these very complex nuanced characters and um and strange even though he has like this complex kind of set of motivations about his hands about his love life about a lot of different kind of things um, in relation to him, uh, he still felt a little flat. And so this movie, I think, starts to kind of flesh out a little bit more of like what goes into being Doctor Strange a little bit. Um, but I still don't think they've actually fully fleshed him out to be a comprehensive character um, in the fullest degree. I think we're getting there, but in some in some sense, like he's a little um, uh, he's a little underdeveloped. But in this movie, he spent some significant time growing. And I think that's really helpful. Um, that, I think, coupled with what is um, his growth and what if, um, which is not even really him. It's another version of him. But as we're exploring the multiverse, I think the good thing is that, like, you can add other characters or other versions of Doctor Strange to the character growth of the one that we have in the the main universe, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, one of the main kind of things in the background of this film that um, should please a lot of people who are kind of long-term storytelling fans is the continued ramifications of everything 
that happened um, as a result of Infinity War and Endgame. Um, and I think that that's, that's really important to kind of see the intentionality with that. Doctor Strange had a huge role in that. Obviously, he was there in Infinity War to battle Thanos and, and then again in Endgame. And kind of his uh, his whole plan to save the half the universe really was predicated on him paying a sacrifice in hopes that it would be overcome. And, and you know, that's still an issue. I mean, something as big as the blip still has massive amounts of ramifications for the universe. And I really appreciate that they haven't really shied away from that because um, you wouldn't think that this would be something that would go away easily. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in the spoiler heavy review. Um, and so everyone's kind of still dealing with this, um, uh, dealing with, I mean, not only that, but with, um, cause we haven't really gotten to see strange deal with it. Um, and things like that, like his, his emotions and everything in it. Um, and, but you get to, which is nice, um, in some sense. And, you know, the whole idea is that, you know, every film that's come out since Endgame has had to deal with that. Even, I mean, Spider-Man's kind of dealt with it twice with Far From Home and No Way Home because it was the first film after Endgame and then, you know, came out recently again. But every film has really had to deal with it. Even the Eternals did. And so now you finally get to see that. And I think that pattern's going to continue for quite some time. Um, but uh, one of the elements that I think that arises from that is the question of, like, the greater good, what that means and how that impacts, like, Doctor Strange's understanding of the greater good. Um, but also just like, um, how other characters see that idea as well. And whether or not they blame, um, certain characters for their interpretation of it. Um, and I think it's, it's also true that one of the things that helps develop the, the a little bit more well-rounded picture of strange is you kind of get to get a sense of like what he's sacrificed to be a sorcerer at this point, um, as was recorded. Uh, revealed in um, No Way Home. He's no longer the Sorcerer Supreme because um, it went to Wong after he was blipped away for five years. But you start to kind of see what he's sacrificed in this film, um, what Doctor Strange has given up to be Doctor Strange, uh, the sorcerer um, that he is. Um, And so you kind of feel his pain at very key moments in this film. And um, kind of one of the hero's journeys is, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. That's a straight out of Spider-Man. Um, but nonetheless, here with, with Strange, you see that too. He's, he's got a great power, and he's not only responsible for defeating the regular world, but also, like, you know, like the, the multiverse and the spiritual world and all that good stuff. And so Strange has sacrificed a lot, and you can really see that starting to come out here. But speaking of sacrifice, uh, there's another character that's kind of like, the kind of the main other main character of this film, which is Wanda Maximoff played by Elizabeth Olsen. Um, and you know, if you're a listener to this podcast, I'm a huge fan of WandaVision. Uh, it's in my top five of Marvel properties and the MCU era. Um, and WandaVision is uh, just such a fantastic film. Uh, if you haven't watched WandaVision, please do that before you see this film, because I think it really sets up, a lot of like the character of Scarlet Witch really well. Um, and she sacrificed a lot. I was, I was talking to my uh, family as I was coming home from watching this film. Um, and again, no spoilers here, but um, you know, if you think about the very first time you meet Wanda, she's being experimented on by Hydra, her and her brother uh, in age of Ultron. She loses her brother. Um, she falls in love with vision, loses 
um, loses him too. Um, you know, she actually even has to kill him. You know, that was one thing that I always, from the beginning, was bought into was the romance between Wanda and Vision for some reason. I don't know why that is, but like just those scenes in Infinity War really just, I felt them. Um, and they were really powerful to me. So I was always behind that. And that scene, um, like where they're having to say goodbye. And also the scene when Thanos is coming and Wanda has to like, you know, destroy the mind stone. Um, I don't know. I just feel like they capture the emotion of that scene really well. And I think that emotion carries over so well into Wanda vision. And I was just immediately bought in, in that story. Um, and so she loses vision. And then, you know, you go through the whole thing of Wanda vision and she loses not only vision, but her kids as well. And I think that's, that's huge because, you know, Wanda vision, Wanda is still relatively young in the universe. By the time that she's recruited to be an Avenger, she's basically a teenager. Um, obviously, you know, Elizabeth Olsen was, you know, in her twenties by the time that she started playing the role, but, um, in storyline, she's supposed to be just a kid. Um, and you, you hear Captain America refer to her as a kid a couple times. And so it's, it's significant because, you know, she's still relatively young in the universe. Um, but nonetheless, like she, she has this incredible power, um, and has lost so much at just a young age that she's probably just really, 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 um, tired of it all. And that comes across really well. Uh, and this is, and in some sense, like, I think Wanda, like Wanda and, um, Scarlet Witch, like, um, she really, and she being Elizabeth Olsen, she's really just gotten her very well. Like she just understands, I think, how to communicate emotions as this character. Um, and I think you'll be really proud. I think this, the standout performance of this film you'll find is Elizabeth Olsen as, uh, Scarlet Witch and um, Wanda Maximoff, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, there are two other characters that are pretty featured pretty prominently in the uh, trailers. That is, first of all, Wong, who is a major Doctor Strange character as it is. Um, he was in Spider Man. He was also in Endgame. He's he's a significant character, um, but he continues to be amazing and funny and charming and just the heart and soul of these movies in a lot of ways. But one character I think that does really well is America Chavez, uh, who is the new um, kind of like uh, dimension hopping superhero. And her growth in this film, I think, is really good as well. Um, I think she does a great job as kind of like coming into this film franchise with all these really big time characters and kind of asserting herself. This is a very interesting part of who she is. And she goes through a journey as well that I think is just fantastic. And so both Wong and America Chavez, I say would, would be my favorite supporting characters in this film. Um, but I mean, really the thing, especially after um, No Way Home, a lot of the speculation surrounding this movie involved the multiverse because the multiverse for Spider-Man meant that, um, uh, that Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland were all Spider-Men in separate universes. Um, and so in this film, you get to explore, actually go from Earth 616, which is the kind of original storyline of Marvel, and move to other universes. And here you get to kind of explore it and meet different characters and things like that, many of which are featured in the trailers, but I'm not going to spend a ton of time there. And it's interesting to see kind of what the other universes are doing. And I think that, like, it's, it's, it's very interesting 
but in some sense, this is the section of the film. I think when you do most of the universe hopping, um, that also feels the most rushed, um, in this. And hopefully when you watch that, you'll understand what I mean. Um, and so it was, it's kind of cool. Just the idea of the multiverse, um, is, is really interesting to me. And the fact that they're willing to explore it has been pretty interesting. Um, and I think that you'll find it really interesting to see kind of like what the multiverse implications are. Um, the problem is, is that, um, you know, they kind of set you up, they being Marvel, to think that there's some multidimensional threat. And maybe that's still the case, um, you know, with this, this film. But like they've kind of had all these eggs in this basket for so long. And not, not spoiling anything at all, I don't know where they're going to go with all of this. Um, and I, I mean that in the best possible sense. Like, I'm genuinely intrigued what's going to happen. I don't, I don't know if it feels like there's a loss of momentum or if, you know, they're going to start to focus on other properties because if you remember the rest of the year is dominated by uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, Miss Marvel, um, and other kind of Marvel properties coming to the big and small screen. And so it'll be interesting to see exactly where they go with all of this. Um, if you had to press me, it feels like at the end of this movie, there's a little bit of momentum taken out of this, this phase. I just don't know how all this stuff is meant to connect. Um, it doesn't, um, it doesn't mean that it doesn't connect. It's just at this point, I don't see the bigger picture and maybe that's my intention, you know, in some sense, like the first three phases of Marvel, even the fourth, we're all just gunning towards the same thing, which is Thanos, right? Um, from the very beginning, um, there was kind of this emphasis that this is where we're heading. And we still don't really know what that next thing's going to be, um, which I think is good and bad. Bad because, you know, we're really kind of aimless here, it feels sometimes. Um, and the movies don't seem to always connect. You know, we've had Black Widow, Eternals, uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home, and Far From Home. Um, and then also um, Captain Marvel, some places like that, and now the Multiverse of Madness, and we're heading into a lot of other characters as well. In some sense, um, maybe that's part of the intrigue. We don't know where we're going, but everything feels also like a little bit of a look backwards, um, too. And I, again, it's not. This is not a criticism. It's just saying that I think this is why the momentum feels a little bit slower at this point because I'm not exactly sure how things um, are going to pan out for the Marvel characters. Um, so it's it's very interesting to kind of see all of that. Um, but yeah, um, so very fun movie, lots of good humor, um, good, uh, good scary movie feel. So if you love scary movies, this is the place for you. If you don't, I wouldn't recommend it, to be honest. And it does, for better or worse, set up what they're going to do with the multiverse going forward. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but it's okay. You know, in some sense, I'm enjoying the ride. And so um, we'll, we'll kind of just stop there for now before... I get into anything spoiler heavy. So next week, next Thursday, I'll try and drop another um, review, this time more spoiler heavy. If I had to rank this movie, I would give it about a 7 or 8 out of 10. Um, 10 out of 10 would be Civil War, Endgame, No Way Home, um, those those kind of films. So this is about a 7 out of 10. Um, I still really liked it, still really enjoyed the growth that we do see, but there's some questions and things that I have for it that I can explain a little bit when we get to the spoiler heavy review but yeah let me know your thoughts um private message me on on social media at duke 13 theo or at art house road and 
We'd love to engage you in conversation there. Uh, be looking for our Star Wars uh, orig- uh, prequel trilogy um, engagement on Sunday, along with a brief um, foray into the trailer. I'll be back next week with a spoiler-heavy review of Doctor Strange and the following week with Beast of No Nation. Um, so, yeah, that's about all we got today. Uh, don't forget to leave a review whenever you get a chance. Um, and we hope to see you here next time on the Art House Roadshow. Take care, guys. And that's a wrap. Thank you for joining us on Art House Roadshow. We'll see you next time.